Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Inner Revolution Show, where we take a journey within to uncover the inner resources deep within our soul to transform physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. It is through this higher sense of knowing we are able to design and live our lives with purpose, compassion, and for the collective consciousness. Are you ready to start your own Inner Revolution? Come with me. Welcome to the Inner Revolution Show, everyone. I am your host, Dr. Renee. We are back for yet another amazing week. I know I say this every single week, but thank you, thank you, thank you for all of you who follow, subscribe, and listen to the podcast because we couldn't do this without you. As I say every week, if you haven't checked out the show, what are you waiting for? We are on every platform now. We are on iTunes and iHeartRadio. So there are no more excuses. Do us a favor, follow, subscribe download and go ahead and leave us a comment. So let's go ahead and start the show this week. I know I have gotten a lot of feedback on the last several shows that the guests are just getting better and better and more amazing. And this week is no exception. I am really excited about this discussion because one, I just had the chance to be on this young man's podcast and it was such a beautiful experience and it was on my birthday nonetheless. And so I'm excited to have him on here as well. Who am I talking about? I'm talking about Alex Levy. Alex is just a divine spirit. I came across this beautiful soul on Instagram, as I do many of my guests, as you know. But something drew me into his amazing energy. And I think I came across a post once with these beautiful oracle cards, which he is the creator of. And I was just so drawn into his captions, the, the artistry of his page and everything about it. And I think you're going to love this individual as much as I do. And I have grown to love him as a brother. And let me tell you a little bit about Alex. Alex is a spiritual life coach and intuitive guide. And as I mentioned before, he is also the creator of the Spirit Guided Oracle. And we'll talk about that in a little bit, but it's absolutely divine. He is also the creator and host of the Spirit Guided Life podcast. And he has so much amazing information on his website and all this stuff is going to be on the radio page, but I want to get him onto the show so we can talk some more today. Alex, are you there? Hi, Dr. Renee. Thank you for that marvelous introduction. I am, I'm so happy to be here. Oh, I'm so excited to have you here. And I know it hasn't been that long since we spoke when I was on <laughs> your podcast, but right. I, 
I think I can talk to you every single week. I feel such a soul connection yes. with you as a soul brother. And mm. I love those kind of connections. You can never have enough of those, you know? I agree. We could chat forever. And I, there's definitely a kinship and I, I appreciate you and your work. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So one of the things, as you probably know, um, here in the end of revolution is we examine a lot of topics predominantly from all the dimensions, physical, emotional, spiritual, um, and metaphysical as well. And really looking at those divine connections between our human experience and our spiritual expansion. And I couldn't think of anybody better that fits that role than you. And I, as I said in the intro, I was so drawn onto your page one day. It was, um, you had pulled a card and I can't remember exactly what the card was, but I remember reading it. And I think I even commented, I needed this today. It was one mm. of those types of experiences. Yeah. But it was something about intuition. I had been struggling, as I shared on your podcast, for decades, you know, coming out of my own spiritual closet and mm -hmm. being able to share my gifting with people. But one of the things that stood out to me the most was that my intuition was never wrong. People used to try to convince me for sure, especially men that I dated, that my intuition was wrong <laughs> and it never, ever was wrong. Yes. So I, I really love that you are teaching courses in this and, and really what it is and how to cultivate it. So I'm really hoping we can talk about that today. So what is intuition and how do we like really be able to identify it compared to something else like fear or worry or anxiety? So intuition is always there. It never stops. It's available for us 247. We all have it. There's this um, myth that you have to be born. Your, your great grandmother was intuitive and you know, you're, right. you're born intuitive. I hear that right. a lot, you know, or it's, it's a gift. And I don't believe that, you know, everything is a gift, right? From, from right. spirit, from source. But this is, this is our, we each, each one of us has this intuitive ability and it's our first sense. It's not our sixth sense. That's how I look at it. Oh, wow. I love that. I don't think I've ever thought about it that way because most people try to develop it later thinking it's something they have to add on, but yeah. you're sort of suggesting it's, it's something that we came with. Right. It's not outside of us. And I think that's where a lot of people uh, search for it. They, they think of it as this very ethereal kind of outside large booming voice that's going to come <laughs> down from the ethers and give you <laughs> this guidance, you know, and it's not like that. I mean, certainly it can be. I, I've had, you know, very loud moments of my intuition speaking to me. That's kind of how my, my cards were born in a way. But for the most part, it's it's very much like a little pulse. It's just like this this subtle flow that's like always there. It's just like a little pulse. It's a, it's just beating all the time. And we just have to train ourselves. Like anything, everything takes practice. Any skill, it's a skill. And it's like a muscle. So you have to exercise it. You have to be aware. You have to be willing to work with it. And you have to play with it. But we all can tap into this superpower that's intuition. And it's so much fun. It is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Once you kind of figure out what it is, right? So so I guess, you know, it's so beautiful. I love that you said that. It's this, this pulse. Because mm -hmm. I think I grew up the same way, believing it was going to be this 
thing that was going to knock me up over the head and tell yeah. me, don't do it, Renee. And, you know, even though I had those moments, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was my intuition yelling at me like that. I think it was more my fear. But why do you think some people have such a hard time trusting their intuition? Well, I think it's it's many reasons. I think we, we are conditioned, unfortunately, to kind of be fearful of the unknown. There's so much fear around things that we can't control yeah. uh, or we think that we can't control or we think that we don't know. Uh, a lot of us are so caught up with not living from the present moment. We are so either stuck in the, the ghost lands of the past or we're catastrophizing about the future. So it keeps us from staying here in the present moment, which is really all that matters. Yeah. So I think that's one reason why people are so afraid to listen to their intuition. The other thing is intuition just doesn't require you to listen to it. The next step is you have to take action. And I think so many people, they honor that they or they accept that, yeah, I, I'm receiving guidance or yeah, I get this, but it's like, well, what do you do with it? Mm-hmm. And they stop right there. And that's where they stop. And because they're afraid to take that next step because it is, it's, it's, it is trusting the invisible. It's, it's surrendering to the universe in, in, in a way to source. So I think it's, those are the two main things that get people uh, stuck. I remember I have a funny story I've shared many times with people in my personal circle. I was to meet a um, a guy this a long, long time ago, mm-hmm. and I never really felt crazy about it. I was just kind of like, ah, oh, and I was in a bad place in my life, you know, and I was probably better off being alone, but I decided, ah, we'll try dating. And, you know, something told me not to go and I didn't listen. And I remember driving on the freeway and I got about halfway there and something just told me to stop. I was going to turn around and then all of a sudden my cell phone rang and it was the gentleman I was going to meet. And I said, you know, I don't think I'm going to make it tonight, yada, yada, yada. And of course he convinced me to come. And so I went and I felt this like looming feeling as I was approaching. I, I share this because I think this is what we're talking about in that way that it's the intuition is that little voice that that kind of inner guidance that you know kind of gives you good stuff as well as you know danger danger kind of moments yeah. so so you know i'm wondering as you've said what are some positive moments in your own life your own experience that your intuition guided you to i mean certainly it it guided me to stepping into this career it you know it's it's we talked with a little bit with your story about coming out of the spiritual closet. And I certainly had so many nudges to do the same thing. I mean, I started really getting into this work back when I was 13. I started reading cards. I started going to the bookstore, reading books from, you know, meeting your spirit guides. So what color is your aura? I mean, that it started as a teenager. But then along the way, I, I suppressed it. I kind of hit it from most people. And I went on and developed other careers and went into other lines of work. But this kept coming up and this kept coming up. That little nudge, intuitive voice always said, this is what you need to be doing. This is what you need to be doing. So when I finally did and I stepped into this, it was like my whole world changed. It was it was the best, one of the best things I've ever done was surrendering and, and coming out of that spiritual closet 
you know, it's, it's my, my outer world changed. I met a whole, uh, so many amazing new people. I had a, suddenly a brand new tribe of awesome uh, light workers and, and new friends and colleagues. And uh, I, you know, developed my Oracle deck. I see, you know, so many amazing things started to fall into place. And, and certainly that was a huge blessing from uh, listening to my intuition. Let's talk about that Oracle deck because it's beautiful. And Thank you. I was just saying to myself today, why have I not ordered this? And mm-hmm. <laughs> so if it's available, you have a customer here. Talk a little bit about uh, the role that intuition sort of played in that and the process, um, you know, from creation all the way through to execution. How was that? Well, the goal of my cards first I'll speak to is, is that I want these cards to be used by people's intuition. There, there's, there's no, I almost didn't even do a guidebook, but I, oh, wow. I people told me you got to do guidebook. You got to do people want to know. I get, so I did do a guidebook, but I, I was almost like, you know what? Don't even disregard the guidebook. And I say that to people like there's no rules. Like you go by what your own intuition says. That's the point of the spirit guided oracles to help people connect back to their higher selves, back to that their intuition. And oracles are an amazing tool to help do that, to create that dialogue. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. But so the cards came to me um, over. It, it actually took a three-year process for the cards to kind of be birthed, but uh, the cards came to me intuitively through a huge psychic download that actually woke me up in the middle of the night, and I ended up getting uh, my journal on paper, and that night, I, I think I wrote down about eight cards that started to come to me from, from spirit, and I saw them. I knew what they looked like. I knew the words. I wow. knew what they meant. And over the course of two weeks, I wrote uh, every card in the deck. Uh, And then I was kind of stuck with, well, well, now I have these cards, but I have no idea how to make them. I didn't have a publisher. I didn't have an an artist. Right. Uh, And and I called it the Spirit Guided Oracle. Finally, I settled on that very late in the before uh, they came out because I was like, oh, this whole process was spirit guided. How they came to me, how I found my incredible artist, Nicole Cutts, who is incredible. And she really breathed life into these, these, these cards and we collaborated and it's like everything was just so meant to be and it perfectly aligned. And uh, so, yeah, I'm super grateful. It was an amazing process and I learned a lot and uh, yeah. It's 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 been out about a year now. Wow. Well, congratulations. Mm-hmm. And they Thank are you. divine. And I Thank love you. in your description on your website, it says a glow aligned with light. I mean, mm-hmm. that's absolutely beautiful. And I love this. The spirit guided oracle is designed to help you direct your own destiny, trust the invisible, and get into active conversation with your higher self and guides. I, I'm I'm in awe because I I just love, love, love Oracle decks. I mean, as you know, many people know, there's many ways of reaching into our higher source and beyond this plane to to receive information and whether to look backward, forward, or in the present moment. There's tarot, there's Oracle, there's lots of other tools, but and many people work with no tools. But I love Oracle the most. I think because they tend, even though I've seen some beautiful tarot decks, I think they're like you said, they tend tend to have more of an open 
command to them that allows the user of the card to really have this beautiful energy build between them and and whom they're working and yes you know i always felt sort of very fixed in tarot you know tarot mm-hmm. tells yeah. us this and tarot tells yeah. us that which is fantastic it, it is a wonderful tool at times but but i do love oracle so so why did you decide to go with oracle beside you know the the message the intuitive message that came to you hmm it was just it was just uh it was just this the inspiration the whole time was always and my whole motto has always been trust your intuition and 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 my goal is to always empower people to trust their intuition and step into their path as an intuitive six sensory uh, being so it was just kind of a no brainer for me to kind of mesh the two my love of oracles my passion for intuition and blend it because they fit so perfectly together uh, naturally. And um, like you said, with complete respect to the tarot, um, that's actually how I learned to use cards back when I was 13. But they do, they follow an archetype, they follow a structure, and there's a system. And while there can, while there are so many thousands and thousands of variations of the tarot, of tarot decks and different imagery, they still follow a story. And Oracles are like a free flow system that I think are just so cool to explore because they really let, sure, I set forth the intention behind the spirit guided oracle and, and Nicole, you know, brought the artwork to life, but it's really the person who holds these cards who kind of gets to tell the story. And I think that's the empowering part of it. Yes, absolutely. And in addition to the Oracle deck, you also have the seven strategies for strengthening your intuition and also an intuition camp. So yeah. is, is the camp going on now? Uh, you know, tell us a little bit about it and, and, you know, if it is still open or if you're not taking registrations right now, just a little bit about the camp and, and we'll kind of let followers know what they can do later. Yeah, the camp is, the registration is still open. It's something that started in 2017, and I only do once to twice a year. And my first camp uh, sold out in about less than two weeks, which was super exciting. And yeah, so it's an eight-week, it was originally uh, five weeks. I've added on, and it's a journey through the Claire's. So the Clairsentient, Claircognizant. Mm -hmm. Uh, all of the the psychic clairs, as well as to kind of going back to the basics on how intuition really works, how it speaks to us, the language of intuition, and how people can use their intuition to live not just from you know a place of getting more clarity and insight and wisdom, but just how to live a more inspired life. Mm, sounds fantastic. And yeah. is this camp online or in person? Yes. It's a virtual program, uh, and I, my my goal is definitely to bring it um, live one day. So that's definitely on the back burner, and uh, it's going to happen. But yeah, right now it's it's all virtual. Mm, it sounds fantastic. I mean, something I would definitely be interested in in looking into. I think many people who listen to this show are usually individuals like ourselves, right, who've been called into the light and the work that they're doing and have a general sense of where they're going, but keep finding themselves coming up against 
little bumps, right? Little yeah. things in the road. And, you know, that's really about not trusting or I'm sure how many other people have had those moments where things have come to them and they said, oh, I can't do that. Or no, this is crazy. I can't trust this. And, yeah. and if we could just trust in the intuition, trust in that beautiful little pulse that Alex talks about, I think many of us could really reach the, the true aspect of our dharma and find that divine purpose in which we're supposed to serve. So, you know, I will have a link for your camp on the radio page at blogtalkradio.com forward slash in a revolution. So if you guys are interested, go ahead to the radio page and you can go ahead and get the link there as well as to Alex's website. But, you know, the other thing I was thinking about was when you mentioned, because I was going to ask you, how you when you first started kind of dabbling in this <laughs> but but what was your youngest recollection of a mm. moment with your intuition the youngest recollection was i was probably um gee i probably was around the age of six mm. and i used to see um what i would call shadow people yeah uh that was really my first experience with with spirit seeing spirit physically with my eyes and i was you know, so scared. I didn't know what it was. I was a right. little kid. And um, I remember, you know, I would always sleep on the couch. I was terrified to sleep in my bedroom. And, you know, now looking back, I, you know, once I started, you know, developing a mediumship, it was funny. I was at a class, um, an advanced mediumship program. And I heard someone telling a story when they were a kid. They were like, yeah, when I was a kid, I used to see shadow people. And another person said, me too. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> and now there's two other people saying the same thing. So yeah, it, it, it started uh, very young for me. Yeah. And you get to say, I'm not crazy. Yes, you know, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was interesting. One day I was having a conversation with a dear friend of mine. And and as you know, my my life and my work has been predominantly very school-based, school-age-based yeah. with teachers and students. And I love it. And I'm always continuously trying to figure out how to improve the emotional well-being of our kids in this world. And a big pocket of them you know, I sort of saw myself as as very much like Professor X in a way, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I would love to have the school that mm -hmm. has all of, you know, you guys and teachers and myself. Yep. It's like, you know, the, the teachers for these gifted students to not fear these things that they feel and they experience. And what you just said was such evidence that you were six, you saw these things, and mm -hmm. just didn't you didn't have anybody really there to help you no. process, right? Exactly. Oh, and I was the same way, even though as I grew up, I found out my mom was very gifted and so was my grandmother. But so did you ever find in your life any of those moments where you either tried to push away your gifting or, you know, tried to maybe not so dabble into it? Or did you yeah, certainly path? You know, I, I definitely floundered for sometime and I would get into it and then I would get out of it and then I would get into it and then I would get out of it. And there was a period for, you know, maybe about five, six years where I completely disregarded my intuitive side. I just turned it, I felt like I shut it down. Yeah. I, I became so negative. I was so, you know, really off my purpose. Um, and looking back now, I realized that was almost a period that I needed to go through to learn and grow. There were so many lessons there, mm. but I certainly didn't always um, 
live in that space. But it really, once I kind of came out of the spiritual closet, once I said, you know what, I'm a light worker. This is, this is me. It's like, then I realized there's no going back. There is right? <laughs> It's like, no, like, no, like, uh-uh. I'm not going back to living that way anymore. You, you just I'm not going you, back in that closet. You no, can't make me. You can't. It's, it's just, there's no going back. It's so funny. My, I had a, a spiritual coach and um, guide that I worked with for about three years. And um, you may have heard him. He was on my podcast and beautiful, beautiful soul. And I remember he said, girl, we're getting you out of that spiritual closet. Mm-hmm. And guess what? the door only goes one way. And I just started laughing so hard. He said, so so you better get ready because when you leap, there's no going back. And I love that you said it because I had so much anxiety because, you know, of my life and who I was image. Right. And I was going, Oh my God, but I love the work that we do. And people such as yourself remind me every day how beautiful it is to be connected into this collective, to this oneness. And I know you write a lot about this and in all of your Mm -hmm. works, really getting to this collective connection. What does that mean to you? Well, I think that more and more people like ourselves are waking up, especially in, in, in uh, fields like, like you were in where it was more, you know, academia, where it, it wasn't a creative type industry. You know, I grew up in the arts so it was almost like it helped to foster my intuition. Yeah. But I think both of these worlds are, are merging and the veil is thinning. And I think as this planet is kind of raising into this more fifth dimensional consciousness, more and more people are realizing, you know what, I have these these skills. I I, I do have these, you know, I, I, I am a healer. I am really passionate about helping to serve people. And, and I, I do want to be more heart-centered. So I definitely feel like there's a movement happening. Um, and I think we are shifting. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's little by little. Um, and it, we just have to keep empowering people to kind of, you know, be willing to step up and, um, and step into their potential as empaths, as light workers, as, as intuitive beings. And I love when you mentioned how even in that space in your life that you were moving away from your gifting in a way that it was a necessary part of your expansion. And yeah, even though I know that deep down, I don't think I've ever spoken those words out mm. loud. So thank you for that. I think that's such a beautiful gift listeners to think about where you are in your space and dimension right now of your growth. And I think many people jump out too fast uh, yeah. and then they have that realization, oh my God, you know, where am I when I'm out here? And, and then other people are just, you know, taking their time and really fearful. And, and then, you know, some of us just finally get there. And I said to someone the other day, I said, we are the light workers, a new army of peacemakers. Mm, and I love that. I said, yeah. this is how it's going to be now, right? Um, leaders are falling. Countries are tired of war. Uh, we are tired of famine and uh, destruction and climate problems. I think that we are all ready for something very, very different and divine. And it's such a beautiful place to be. And so I just say thank you from the end of revolution for being a part of that, that beautiful cultivation. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It, and, you know, I want to also acknowledge that looking back 
during those period, I, I don't, you know, my intuition was still there. Yeah. And it, it, it wasn't like I blame anything for, oh gosh, well, I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't feel it, it was there. It was yeah. always there, you know, but uh, yeah, you're right. Sometimes we, we do, we have to go through these periods of growth to, to be, you know, we have to, you can only find so much light sometimes by going into those shadows. So it yeah. was definitely uh, a necessary cycle of growth. Yeah. And, and that, initiation. That, yeah. Yeah. And that cycle can be really ugly. I'm always reminded yeah. of that little picture of the, the butterfly or the, the caterpillar deep within the cocoon, all like wrapped in yuck, you know, and just mm-hmm. like really not looking great, not feeling great, just being in the middle phase of becoming something great. The middle really is rough. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's just so unforgiving and nobody really ever thinks about all that you go through. And so I think it's so important that we light workers are doing that work. So so my this leads me to my question now is how do we cultivate our intuition? If you could provide a few suggestions of things we might be able to do in our day-to-day. I think it just starts with awareness. I think most things start with an awareness, right? Yeah. So just just having the awareness. Uh, that your intuition is, it's already there. You don't really have to try so hard. It's just, a, and it also just takes a willingness to play with it, to mm-hmm. say, okay, I'm going to just maybe take a minute to check in with my spirit, to say, how, how am I, how's my spirit doing? What do I, what does my spirit need? And start to, to have that dialogue between your higher self and you, which is going to bridge that connection between your heart and kind of get you out of that headspace, out of that place of your barking dog and your ego. And when you do that, then you can start to train yourself to know what it feels like, because intuition also is a, it's a feelings frequency. So when you, when you can connect back to your heart, we've talked about that on, when you were on my, on my podcast, Right. Right. The, the heart connection. So when, when, you're, when you can train yourself to do that, and it's, it's just one or two minutes a day, it's so much more easier to feel those intuitive nudges, to feel those inner knowings, like, like you were in your story, like you were telling on the highway, you were driving, and you just felt like you needed to turn around. You're, you're more in tune with those sensations. And when you do get those intuitive nudges, you'll listen to them. And something else I want to let people know is, it's okay if you don't know what you're in, what it means. So if you're getting this insight or if you're getting a feeling like I should do this or I shouldn't do that or maybe this is what I should do, but you don't know why and you don't know why, what it means, that's okay. Sometimes the answer is I don't know, but just be willing to honor what you're feeling. And it just takes a couple minutes a day just tuning in. How do I feel? What does my spirit need? You know, I think that's a great place to start. I love that. I love that very much. And I think it's so important that our spirit is at its fullest expression because that's when we're in the least amount of resistance. And and yeah. for many of us who manifest physical pain or emotional pain, when we are expressing from our spirit, we often don't have those those symptoms in that way. So it's so beneficial and what Alex is mentioning to us that we trust and we also play. I love this playfulness that you've mentioned a couple of times mm-hmm. now. I've never really thought of it that way. 
of just playing with your intuition, having fun with it. And it doesn't always have to be so serious. It's not no, always not to cultivate yourself as this, yeah. you know, person who's going to be working in, in, you know, crime, you know, centered field of helping to solve, you know, <laughs> things like that. But it certainly can, but you can have sure. so much fun. I think for me, what I am so divinely connected to are the angels. They have always mm. been very, yeah. very loud and jolly and boisterous around me. I have every form you can imagine from cherubs all the way to full, you know, archangels near me and, and messaging with me. And it isn't that they talk to me through words. It is through this feeling, this vibration, this, like you said, these whispers and messages in a way. And I never really thought about like being playful with it. It was always so serious growing yeah. up, you know, and cultivating it. So I love uh -huh. that. I love that. So what, what do you think? What's a good way to be playful, you know, with our intuition, if you have any suggestions? Art is a great way to start. Mm -hmm. I, I love encouraging people to do creative things because yeah. it gets you out of that ego place. And so many people say, well, I'm not creative or I'm not artistic. And it's like, well, finger paint, you know, go yeah. to go to, you know, the, the dollar store and get some watercolors and just, you know, you know, you can even, you know, just close your eyes and just color. And I think that is a, a good way to kind of start playing with your intuition, start playing and, and getting out of your head. Writing is another thing I love to do. Mm. And also, you know, if you're not a visual person, if, if the art doesn't work to you, how about, you know, you can always take out your, um, the voice memo on your phone and set it to record and just close your eyes and you say, okay, I'm going to ask my intuition. I'm going to ask my guides, my inner guidance, you know, a question and close your eyes. And the first thing that comes to you, record it on your phone. Just, you know, speak it out mm -hmm. and then let it sit there and then go back and listen to it uh, a little while down the road. And I think you may be surprised at what, what you, uh, what came through you. Yeah, no, these are great suggestions. I love the art. My brother would appreciate this. He is an art teacher. And mm -hmm. in one of my recent courses, uh, I included a lot of, you know, mandala creation and coloring and love things mandalas. like that, yeah. right? I love that so much. But I love the finger painting because, you know, my favorite yeah. artist is Jackson Pollock and yeah. ladder painting and he was one of those individuals who had such high levels of anxiety right and obviously he had a drinking mm. problem but you know beside that yeah. he was very creative and it was a release for his emotion and i love 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 being able to connect with our guides and being able to connect with our intuition that way that's so much fun i think my kids and i are going to try this out this weekend after my daughter feels better <laughs> Yeah. Like, it's time to finger paint. It's time to paint. Alex told us so. Mm -hmm. uh, so much fun. So I love, love this topic of intuition. I think, again, it's been such a huge part of my life as it is, I think, most of ours when we really think back to those early experiences of what were some of those things that we did that we maybe knew we shouldn't have. Um, you know, also, or that we didn't do, that we wish we had done, right? Yeah, and and yeah. this is where all the intuition really comes into play. And I was thinking about not only your courses, but you have lots of other opportunities in which to work with you, to 
build this intuition, but as well as many other things that you help people find. Can you talk a little bit about services and the things that you do for individuals? Sure, I would love to. So I offer one-on-one intuitive readings, but I also offer uh, intuitive uh, and spiritual coaching. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of really where my work is moving towards. So uh, the, the readings will always still be a part of what I do. And I love it. I love helping people connect to their to their guides and to my spiritual support team, my angels, my uh, my guides to help give them messages. But I I love empowering people to find the answers within, and that's that's my goal through the in spiritual and intuitive coaching, helping people reconnect to their heart centered selves so that they can make more empowered, intuitive decisions and live a more uh, inspired life. I also do energy healing work. So I'm. Uh, this is something new I'm going to start to be doing more of. I do a lot of group sessions. So that's something that's going to be happening more this year. And, uh, and then I have my Oracle cards and, uh, and, and other workshops. Fantastic. Sounds amazing. Yeah. And if someone wants to reach out to you, obviously we'll have your information on the radio page, but what's the best way for them to reach out to you? Um, I'm probably on Instagram most of the time. I know you love Instagram too. So they can find me at Alex Levy underscore intuitive. So I know we're getting close to the end of the show now, which it's always amazing how quickly these shows go when you're talking about things you love and things mm -hmm. that just really make the world go round today. Heart-centered living and trusting your inner guidance and spiritual expansion. I mean, these are the things that people are living for. And I wanted to ask you my infamous ending question, which is what I call the footprint in the sand. And it's a legacy question. As you think about the work that you've done so far and where you are in this moment, if you had to take a moment to think about what you're really hoping to leave behind for the next generations of light workers and things like that, what are your hopes, wishes, and dreams for that? A beautiful question. Uh, I think my hopes would be to encourage people to speak from an empowered voice mm -hmm. and to find that inner voice of empowerment and use it and, and not be afraid to speak their truth. Beautiful. Beautiful. I know I've shared many times here in the inner revolution. It took me decades to find that throat chakra. And yeah. I literally had sore throats all of my life growing up. And the minute I did too, yeah. I used that baby. Wow. Yeah. You know, right. Mm -hmm. No more swollen glands, no more antibiotics. Mm -hmm. It was really, really interesting, isn't it? So yeah. Yeah. yeah really mm -hmm. is important that we learn to speak from our truth. So I always give this opportunity in case, you know, cause again, I get so passionate about these things. Is there any Thing, um, that you want to share with the listeners? Any last words at this time? Anything that we didn't get a chance to talk about that you want to share? Well, the, the only thing I would, it would remind people is just to realize that your intuition is always there for you. It's there to support you. And all you have to do is just be willing to listen. Just be willing to listen to that inner voice and tune in 
because the guidance will come. You just have to be willing to play. You have to be willing to listen and you have to trust. I love it. And go out and finger paint from time to time. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Oh my God. Well, my dear brother, I have had so much fun talking to you today. Thank you for being here in the inner revolution. Thank you so much. This is a pleasure. I'm so honored to be a part of it. Yeah, absolutely. And we have to continue to have you back on the show and possibly to collaborate in some things in the future. Yeah. I would just be so honored to work with you. So I would love that. Yeah, absolutely. So everyone, um, if you want to reach out to Alex, all of his information will be at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash in a revolution, or go ahead and check me out on Instagram at Dr. Renee or Dr. Dot Renee Moodrite, um, and you'll go ahead and find that information as well. So Alex, thank you again. You're welcome. It has been a true divine pleasure. And keep up the amazing work. You are such a beautiful, beautiful soul. Thank you so much. Everyone here for the Inner Revolution, I am Dr. Renee. And for Alex Levy, we leave you here with divine wisdom for this week saying, trust your intuition and touch that heart. Remember, that's who you truly are. And never, ever doubt the feeling of your heartbeat. I will talk to you all next week. Thank you for listening to The Inner Revolution with Dr. Renee. Tune in again next week for another fabulous episode. You can reach out to me on Instagram at Mudre, or you can check out my website at www.transcendentheart.com. Talk to you again soon. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.